hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show starts now. number two of the G.I. Jake Show starts now right here on Fan Run Radio. It is time for the sit rep presented by Parkside Kia. Up first, Tennessee taking on Alabama tomorrow, 8 o'clock ESPN, number four, Tennessee, number 14, Alabama. Tennessee has got the same stats leaders as they keep going up. Dalton Connect now averaging 20.8 points per game. Jonas Adu, 7.6 rebounds per game. Zakai Ziegler, 5.9 assists per game. Mark Sears might give us some problems tomorrow. 20.6 points per game. Grant Nelson averaging 5.6 rebounds. And Aaron Estrada, 4.5 assists per game. Tennessee averaging 80.7 points per game, only allowing 67.2. Alabama averaging 91.5 points per game throughout the entirety of the season. Over their last five, they're averaging 101. They're allowing 79.2. In those losses, they're averaging, or excuse me, giving up about 90 points per game, right? The guys, these guys are right even at the rebound margin and assist margin. Just about Tennessee averaging like 0.7 more assists per game. Across the board, this is pretty even. In their last five, Tennessee is 5-0. and Alabama, 4-1 and with a lone loss coming to Kentucky in which they gave up 117 points. Over the last five, they have given up 88, 117, 93, 75, and 92. As Roberto said yesterday, excuse me, I think Rusty, Rusty was the one that said yesterday that if Tennessee, if you were telling we score 90 points right now, Tennessee wins that ball game, I would have to agree. The baseballs are back in action this week. How weird is it that we've got a um, a midweek game against like K-State? Yeah, it's interesting. Like that's the one that throws you off because usually your midweek game. Normally that would be like a a series. Yeah, normally that would be like a weekend series. Yeah. But you have a weird, weird one there. But they got Bowling Green this weekend. Got Bowling Green. That starts today at about yeah, 4.30. Yeah, they moved the times around, I think, because of the weather. Yeah, I mean, the, this game's probably going to get delayed a little bit because of that as well. Well, and the story about, especially today, is uh, A.J. Russell's missing this start. Normally he's your Friday guy, but mm-hmm. I think he was pulled out of his last start. So I think Causey, A.J. Causey's getting the start tonight. Absolutely. Today, tomorrow, and Sunday, those times will be 4.30 today, 5 o'clock tomorrow, 1 o'clock on Sunday. And then the weird midweek matchup against K-State. I'm still just kind of thrown off by that whole deal. you got two midweek games, actually, next yeah, week. Yeah, I think it's two weeks from today we start SEC play. I think we get Bama in the first series. You get Alabama. Yes, you are correct. Two weeks from today, uh, Alabama, March 15th, 7 o'clock. On the SEC Network Plus. Am I going to get to watch any games this year? Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's the thing. It's like this is obviously a profitable product with Tennessee baseball. People are going to watch. Why are we not getting more games on actual television instead of having to subscribe to a stupid streaming service just because, oh, we're we're ESPN, we're Disney, we're going to make more money. I hate Disney. (laughs) I hate everything about it. Disney. Trash. ESPN. Trash. Someone tried to tell me one time that might be my future employer. I told him, uh-uh. 
ESPN is not going to work me like a dog and not pay me. They'd have me on ESPN one, two, three, ESPN News, ESPN U, ESPN Radio, and then come up with a little puny check. And eventually they'd have me on ESPN Deportes. The Ocho? The Ocho, yes. The broadcasting cornhole. I could see you doing the Ocho. You could see me doing the Ocho. Yeah, I think you'd have fun doing the Ocho. What are you calling me, trash? I'd, I'd do ESPN Ocho. That'd be fun. I, I, maybe I could call a, like a soup eating competition. This is becoming more and more ridiculous every time he says it. Goodness, that is your sit rep presented by our friends at Parkside Kia, 9929 Parkside Drive, online at parksidekia.com. They got everything that you can need and more. Go check out everything that Parkside Kia has to offer. Go see my guy Cliff, my guy Andy, Mike, all those guys down there. They're all great people. Very nice, very, very nice people to do business with. Let's go back to the phones. Marcus, who we got? Uh, we have Jordan. Let's get Jordan in here. Some basketball talk. What's up, Jordan? Hey, guys. How's it going today? Good, man. Hey, I just wanted to call and kind of give my opinion on the Jersey retirement thing for Dalton Connect. Um, I think it kind of goes back to what you guys were saying earlier in the show, which is it kind of determines on how does the season end. Um. You know, kind of like what Roberto said, I agree right now that Dalton Connect is the best player that this program has seen since Allen Houston. Um, he's the most skilled. He's the best <clears throat> offensive player that we've seen. Um, and to me, that's almost enough to, to get your jersey put up there. But you also got to have the accomplishments behind the talent, too. Um so what and, about you know, hey Jordan? Just real quick, what so what about Grant? And I mean, we keep saying we're going back to uh, Allen, but like where 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 does Grant fall? And like, because he was pretty incredible while he was here as well, and and stuff. And I feel like we should mention him before we even get to Allen Houston. Grant Grant should. Are we just talking about uh, have... talent? I mean, I don't know what you're we're defining here because Grant averaged what tw- almost twenty a game his senior or his last season here. You know, his first team all conference, first team all American, you know, things like that. So I'm just I'm just curious why we're just skipping skipping Grant. Grant should Grant should have his jersey retired. Yeah. Should be in the rafters. Yeah. He is one of the best players that we've had in the last thirty years. Dalton Connect's better. Right. Okay. Dalton Connect's a better all around better all around talent across the board. The thing that hurt Grant, in my opinion, as far as just like the talent aspect of it, right. is you really didn't get to see his extended shooting range until he got to the NBA. Yeah, and that's blown everybody if he, away. If he yeah. would have had a little bit more of that at, in college, yeah. you saw just a little bit of it his senior year. If you would have had a little bit more of that in college of the extended range and putting the ball on the floor mm-hmm. and getting to the, get into the hoop, then you would probably have more of a case of him being the best. But you really didn't see, to me, the three best, talents that I've seen in my lifetime of watching Tennessee basketball mm-hmm. is Chris Lofton, Grant Williams, and Dalton Connect. And what separates Dalton between the other two, number one, is Dalton's size. He's as big as Grant is. I mean, Grant, like, he may be listed as 6'8". I've been beside Grant. Grant's not 6'8". Okay, he might be 6'6". So Dalton is right there with him as far as the size goes. Um Chris was an incredible shooter, an unbelievable shooter, one of the greatest shooters of our generation. Dalton is an incredible shooter. I mean, a kid shooting 42% from three in conference play. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just as good as a, a sharp shooter from beyond the arc as Chris Lofton was 
you're just you're not you're not going to be able to see it, you know longevity like you saw with Chris for the three to four years that you saw. Um, you're seeing it on a one year sample size. Um, Chris is what hurt Chris is his inability to finish around the rim consistently because of his size, because of how small he was. Putting the ball on the floor and finishing around the rim on a consistent basis, Dalton can do that. So what what hurt Grant is. You didn't see his extended range and his ability to step out beyond the arc and consistently do it and put the ball on the floor. He did the majority of his work in the paint. Dalton is doing this at all three levels of the court. I mean, you right. saw it the other night in the 12-minute span that he went off. You saw him as a three-level scorer, finishing around the rim, dunking the basketball, pulling up in the mid-range, taking contested shots, shooting the three, shooting the NBA three. To me, that's what separates him between the other two as the best offensive all-around player we've seen since Allen Houston. Yeah, so you so right now today you're not saying he gets his jersey retired. Today, right now? Yeah. No. Okay. No, not not today, right now. By the time the season's over with, depending on how the rest of the season plays out, there's a possibility. As you guys were talking about earlier, you know, I text you in Jake this. Yeah. If they make a run in the NCAA tournament, there's an outside shot he can reach Allen Houston's eight oh six. Right. There's, there's a shot. He's averaging 25 points a game since conference play began. You you do conservatively and say he averages 20, and you make it to the Final Four, you make it to the national championship, and he's averaging 20, he passes Allen Houston. This is true. And he he has a legitimate shot to finish number two. He's at 583 right now. Number two, I think, is Dell Ellis at 724. Mm-hmm. Over the next six games. Oh, he's going to get that. If he, if he averages 20 over the next six games, he's going to be at, like, I think, seven 711. If he averages twenty over the next six, somewhere in that range, so he's he's very likely. As long as we don't get knocked out early, early in the NCAA tournament, he's very likely going to finish number two in most points scored in a single season. So, you know, he's as talented as anybody that I've seen in my lifetime, and to me, that that puts him in the echelon of the the Kings, the Houston's, the Ellis's, the Grunfields, the Loftons who are up there. Now, and can- and. Sorry, go ahead, Jim. No, go ahead. Go ahead. We no, I mean, I was just wondering how many games did like Ellis get his points in, and how many games did Houston play? Like, didn't weren't they playing less games like back then when they were playing? Or am I wrong on that? Because Connect's already no, twenty eight games, and he can get yeah, to, you know, I, I, you know, I'm just wondering if it's, you know, if he has an advantage to try and get to that number because Houston did it, might have done it, and you know, I don't know, 25, 30 games on the season. I Because re- they were terrible. So they weren't going yeah. NCAA tournament, not even NIT. You know, once the SEC tournament ended for Houston, he was done because they were 8-22 and 22 or whatever. So, right. you know, so. That's, that's, no, that's a that's a very good point. And I really, I honestly, I haven't even thought of that. So that's something that I do need to look up as far as game played. My counterpoint to that would be this. Mm-hmm. If Don Connect doesn't sprain his ankle against North Carolina and suck for the next six games, he's at 700 already. Yes. He struggled for six straight games after he rolled his ankle and averaged right around 11 points a game for six straight games. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't roll his ankle against North Carolina and he plays the next six games the way he's played the entire season, he's already over 700. He's Skipping got on Allen Houston's heels at this point. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I went back and looked and just took those six games out of his entire season total. He's averaging right at 26 points per game if you take those six games out when he wasn't healthy. And just I another. Mean, what we're, sorry, go and, keep, and, and, go and Bernard King, his single season points per game total is a little bit over twenty six. Dalton Connect would be over twenty six points per game and having a single season point per game total. If you just take those six games, 
put his average of what he's done the entire season. And here's the thing, he should have done it because that was against North Folk State. That was against, like, you know, these Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he's not hurt, he's getting 18, 19, 20, 21, maybe even 30. So, that, that you know, you take those six games yeah. out, and he he's right there with Bernard King and, and the single-season points per game record. Yeah, no, and just another name to throw out there that I thought was uber talented and was only here for one year is Kennedy Chandler. Um, I I mean, I thought he was one of the more talented guys we've had that doesn't really get a lot of mention. I, I where do you have him like talent wise that's come through here? The the I've mentioned this on Twitter a few times and to some other people. If you go look at from from right about when conference play began when Kennedy was here through the end of the season, Kennedy Chandler was unbelievable like one of the right, best talents right. from conference play began is probably one of the best stretch runs of a point guard in tennessee history during that stretch run yeah i mean it was just it was incredible what he did um he's he's i, I always put him right up there in top two or three as the best point guards pure talent wise he's probably the best yeah point guard we've ever seen on a pure talent basis mm-hmm. um the problem is going to be he was you only saw it for really what, 20 games? Because he yeah. got hot once conference mm-hmm. play began. He kind of stroked. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm remembering this wrong. Didn't he get benched at some point in December of that year because of how bad he was playing? I, I think the thing might have been a game yeah. where he didn't even start. Just to start a game, Rick put him on the bench to make him see everything that was going on. Yeah. Because um, he was struggling in the month of December, his freshman yeah. year. But then in January, he kind of took off. So that kind of hurts him a little bit as far as the record books go. Right. Um yeah, Kenny Chandler's right up there. And one last thing I'll say, just on the game tomorrow night and the rest of the season, you know, I think I t- might have texted you this last night, Jake. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we talk about runs. We talk about runs in the NSA tournament. We've mentioned the the Chris Lofton team that was thirty one and five. We've mentioned the Grant Admiral teams, um, the Kenny Chandler team. I I got my cup on at all times as a Tennessee fan, <laughs> especially in the basketball program and Rip Barnes. Right. That that Michigan loss ripped my heart out. I get ripped my heart out. And yeah. it tore me up. Yeah. This has to be the team, doesn't it? Like, this has to be the team. If it's like, not this, this team, then it's never going to happen. You have every ingredient, every ingredient that you need. You have the veteran experience, the upperclassmen who've been there, done it, been in the battles. You have the point guard, who's one of the best point guards in the country. And now you always hear the NCAA tournament's about guard play. And now you have, when you walk out on the court, you have the best pure basketball talent in the country, on the court, every single night and every single game. And they, they, they mentioned it yesterday on, on one of the shows, you have the break the glass in case of emergency, which is Dalton Connect, and you saw it against Auburn. It was an emergency situation that Rick Barnes broke the glass and said, go win it for us, big boy. That's exactly what he did. How many times have you seen a Shabazz Napier, a Kimball Walker, a Steph Curry, a, Doug, a Doug McDormand go down the list of those guys who puts the team on his back and says, I'm taking you to the Final Four. I'm taking you to the Elite Eight. We have all the agreements. If it's not this team, and if it's not right now in this moment, it, I, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Jordan, do we have I, enough I, down I, low, though? Like, we've seen A do struggle against a better big. Like, he got pushed around by Johnny Broom the other night, and the game does slow down if you have a quality. And it doesn't even have to be, like, you know, Johnny Broom. It could just be a quality big man that we go up against. Like, Connecticut has them, you know, not necessarily a whole uh, – you know, a full like a big time name, but guys that can cause problems, and I that that's a concern for me. You know, on the glass too, a little bit. You know, things like yeah, that. 
it was a concern for me, and I mentioned this multiple times in the past couple of months, and I thought, you know, there for a long time, I said it on one of the shows, I thought a dude was soft for the longest time because when he went up against a big guy, a strong guy, he got pushed around. Mm. i tell you what's kind of changed my mind on that over the past couple of weeks is the emergence of Tobey Awaka. That kid's come on in the last two to three weeks. He's a different player right now than he was a month ago. He's, yeah, but he's, he's still, he's still control. He's only he's six not, foot six or whatever he is. But it, but he may be that, but he's strong and he's good in his base. He doesn't get back down very easy, and he can test shots. Grant was only six 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 seven. Yeah. The guy was a bull, and he didn't get back down very easy. And that's the same thing with Awaka. But don't you, he, he's strong. Don't you think Adu is more important than Awaka for us, though? Yes, he, he yeah he very well may be because here's the thing Dalton can't do it completely by no. himself. And there's gonna be he can't do he doesn't it completely have by it. himself. You got to have somebody. You got to have you know a, a Robin to his Batman. You have mm-hmm. to somebody yeah. else has to step up and do it. Um, yeah. The good thing is, which is, could also be a bad thing, is on any given night it could be anybody. Yeah. But also on any given night it could be nobody. That's yeah. that's that's the biggest worry and the biggest concern. Because if you get good Adu, if you get good Zakai, if you get a decent Josiah, a, a, a Vescovy who's knocking down a couple of threes, this this Tennessee team, when all the parts are playing, and we've seen it just only in a couple of games this season, this team, when all the parts are flowing, everybody's playing well, they're the best team in the country. They are. Because they have the, because they have the best player in the country with all those ingredients. The problem becomes when, and it worries me, and this is why I still have my cup on, when Josiah or Vescovy or those guys, don't show up. When they don't show up and they don't provide anything, especially on the offensive end, that's when it worries me. I, I still worry about Zakai just a little bit because he yeah. can kind of get a little helter-skelter at times. But yeah. he turned a switch in the second half the other night and was a different player in the second yeah. half than he was in the first half. And you don't realize it because what Connect did. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, like I mean, I say, he was yeah. a different player. No turnovers in the second half, four assists, three for three from the three-point line. Hit the big um, free throws down the stretch, I guess. Connect I mean, I is, is the connect is the you no know, bona fide stud, the best player. Yeah, the guy is the engine that makes the whole train go. And when he's says. playing yeah. well and he's he's moving the basketball, he's not dribbling it too much, and he's getting into the paint, and and he's he's getting assist. The team plays. Right. I mean, you saw it the other night when when Connect started going on that run, and Zakai started kind of feeling a little bit and hitting his threes and driving in and kicking it out. He had they had Auburn scrambling all over the place. Yep. And that's when this team is at their best is when it connects, able to get into the paint, create stuff. You have Dalton driving. And with the Dalton in the, in the whole slump thing going into the NCAA tournament, Dalton, well, you know, we all talk about like the slumps in the NCAA tournament. That's what usually gets us knocked out. Dalton Connect is a slump buster. When you're struggling and you're not getting points and shots aren't falling, he's either going to get to the rim and finish or he's going to get to the rim and get fouled and he's going to put points on the board. And that gets you out of slumps, and that keeps you in games when shots are falling. If we would have had that ingredient in the past, this team's already or would have already made an elite eight or a final four. Also, don't um, want to see Indiana State. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do not I, want to see that kid. What they call the Kareem the Abdul Jabbar? <laughs> They've actually the Kareem well, Abdul Jabbar. A little white. He gets people the business, though, man. He gets people the business. Hey, that guy can play out shoot. I will, you know, I'll, I'll say this, uh, and I mentioned this to Jake a couple of times. Um, pay attention to a kid that's at Northern Colorado right now that oh, we just got Dalton yep. connect from, mm-hmm. uh, St. Thomas kid. He had 
He had 17, 12, and 7 last night in the loss. The kid's averaging 19, 9, and 6. Yeah, um, he's, he's and good. he's very under, he's very underrated, and so we may get a pipeline. Um, I hope so. <laughs> coming out of Northern Colorado because he's a perfect he's a perfect fit for this roster again next season. But I'll get off here and let you guys some have some of your time back. Dalton, just got you got to, You got to go on a run, and and Dalton has to keep doing what he's doing, keep racking the points up. You get to Elite Eight, you get to a Final Four. I think the jersey goes up in the rafters. But hope hope you guys have a good day. Talk to you later. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Jordan. Stay with us. Coming up next, we have the most controversial segment in all of Fan Run Radio history. Mark the tape with Marcus Young. Coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the- Every time I hear this music, you got to let it play through, man. Don't turn it down. I mean, I have to turn it down a little bit so people can hear us. People can hear us right now. Okay. Especially to hear these hot takes. Go ahead, Marcus. It is time to mark the tape with Marcus Young. Marcus. Hi, Jake. Hi. So I'm torn on how I want to use this segment, whether I should use it wisely or just, you know, to gain my own interest, you know, things like that. I guess I'll do a little bit of sports and then we'll go to my own interest after. Um, there have been some rumors going around about uh, some new things that are going to happen. Including, uh, according to Ross Dellinger, there is a potential oh. of a vote being done by some sort of committee on helmet communication, tablets on the sideline and halftime, and a two-minute warning potential in college football. And I say, I'm here for it. You are. You wanna you wanna prepare people for the NFL. They're not gonna have signs on the sideline. Okay. Good point. They're not going to have um, an unlimited amount of time at the end. The, the two-minute warnings are important. I think I'm fine with two-minute warning and then letting the time run down. Like I think we've changed that rule with the, the time this year. Yeah. But having that two-minute warning is helpful. Saves you an extra timeout. Prepare these kids for what it's going to be like in the NFL because that's what it is. That's what you're doing. You're preparing for the NFL. If you want to be in the NFL, you, you might as well play the same way. So I'm here for that. Okay. Um, I also saw the NFL is considering adding uh, electronic measures instead of using the chain gang uh, to figure out first downs. That That's an interesting one. I'm mm, against. I don't know how that would even work. I'm against that. That seems like a lot of work for somebody. It doesn't seem like, you know, oh, well, let's make it easier. Let's bringing AI and electronics to make it happen. But there's something about that I, I just don't like because there's well, already the theory that in the NBA there's magnets in the basketball and there's bas- basket manipulation. Well, you also have to think that they're, what they're probably going to do is they're probably going to put some sort of, if they try it, I, have, I haven't read fully into the, the article, but there, there's been talks about what you would do is you'd put something at the end of each football that would help indicate whether it actually crossed the line or not. And I think that's, you can't trust that. You think you would trust the naked eye, hmm, naked. but referees are awful. <laughs> they can't determine what's a first down to what's crossing the plane. So I don't know what to do. I don't like the idea of it being electronic. I don't like the idea of not having the actual chains there. Naked. 
But I also don't like the fact that our referees can't seem to do it on their own. <laughs> Naked. So I'm not really sure what to do when it comes to the first down. I think we're just in perpetual hell. And we're always going to have to deal with the fact that no one will ever know what a true first down is. Because clearly, referees don't know. But I don't trust electronics either to get it done. And I'm not hating this, by the way. I, I think it's funny. I think it's funny that they actually think this is going to work. Because it's not. What will work? Now, the helmet communication in college, I think we need yeah, that. We that, needed um, that for a long time. You really that need. The one, tablet's not a big deal. The, uh, the two-minute warning I'm good with, I think that's a great idea. Um, I think that's going to help, especially now that we're not having just automatic timeouts with a first down and a hurry up. Now, unless they start going to more and more commercials, like if a two minute warning, because they do it, like they're going to go to you're every time. Break. Yeah, I mean, you're you're still going to get that. I mean, we all. I think you. I mean, they've been pretty much that. using the two minute warning, right? Just on the second and fourth quarters. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Is yeah, that's it all you. It's only second and fourth quarter. Yeah, so I so mean, as long as they do it, but fine. NFL, I, I'm good with that. I'm here for it. I'll do one more sports one before I go to uh, my my personal feelings. Uh, we talked about the combine a little bit. Combines are happening right now, mm-hmm. and uh, you know they're, they're doing the interviews, all all the lovely things like that. If you're a a bona fide star, yes. if you're someone that you know how talented you are, you know you're a good enough player. You've not really had any issues to like yet to clear up. I would say do interviews and that be it. Go the Marvin Harrison Jr. route. Route. Route? Route. Route out. Go, go in that direction because you have nothing to prove. You have, you've put plenty on tape for people to know how talented you are. You don't have to go to the combine. You don't have to do pro day. Unless you're a player that needs to prove something because you played for a smaller school or maybe you felt like your last year wasn't the year it should have been, and you want to prove to them that you have the talent, then go. Then go. But otherwise, guys like Marvin Harrison Jr., you know, theoretically you could throw in Drake May, I guess, he, although his last year wasn't great. But if you're if you're someone that has something to prove, go to the combine. If you don't, don't do it. What's the point? You could potentially get hurt. We've had players get hurt at the combine. That's a great point. Why, why risk losing more money by by doing the stupid drills that literally mean nothing? May mean nothing. The only thing that why truly do you think matters. They do them? It's, it's. Why even to, have the combine? It's to boost the ego. It might be something like that the agents always want you to do because, like I said, I, I mentioned this last earlier this week. I think. Yes. Ross had a huge. Uh, 40-yard dash time. Fantastic. Got drafted in the first round because of it. What did he do? What has he done? Is he in the league still? I don't think he is. So that's all it does is it gives guys who have something to prove an opportunity to get draft higher. That's what it does for players. For the NFL, I don't know. Why, why does it matter to know if a guy can jump high enough? What does it matter if you can see how much a guy can – I think it helped Richardson can, last year. Yeah, he had, he, some, he had to something four. to prove. He had something to prove. Yeah. If you got nothing to prove, don't don't risk it. Don't do it. The combine's I mean, I pointless. The only people that are, I feel like it helps are the quarterbacks. Like How? especially those ones that. How? Well, uh, I mean, Richardson jumped in the first round. Well, he had something Levis, to prove. Levis so didn't throw, and it hurt him. Right. 
he I was a think, top ten think, pick. I don't think that's why he dropped. I don't think that's why. Well, he it didn't dropped. help him. He thought he was a for sure top. So you're 10 saying pick. Caleb Williams, who's not going to throw, is not going to be the first round pick now? No, I mean he's going to be number one run overall. Oh, so then it really doesn't matter. Well, I'm just giving examples. Like it can't well, hurt I, you too. How I, I it, can't wait until his career flops. It, Caleb Bad Williams or Will Levis? Both. Okay. I hate him. I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense to me to to risk going and doing these these pointless drills that just. If you have nothing, again, again, like like a Marvin Harrison Jr. And theoretically, Caleb Williams doesn't have to do it either because he, he's already being talked about. To be I the just first don't understand pick. why you don't do the combine, but then you go do pro day. There's no difference. I say don't do either. Uh, maybe it's more controlled. Maybe you feel like you have more control over it in I mean, the pro day, but I don't I mean, see a point in it either way. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I think at the combine, obviously, you get the interviews and the that's meetings. A, that's the only I, thing that I truly think matters is going to now have interviews Now, they're all doing it except for Marvin Harrison. Like Caleb Williams is going through the meeting. Now there's a report coming out. He's not doing Who? the medical Marvin, stuff. Marvin Harrison? Marvin Harrison's not even at the combine, right, you said? He doesn't uh, have an agent? He doesn't have an agent. He's, he's, not he's even, doing like a medical thing right now. I did see a report that he's he was well, getting himself uh, checked medically the, before. The corner from Bama, McKinstry, they found a, a right foot yeah. injury at the combine. Well, from the medical thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Which, I mean. That's, again, getting checked out by doctors, doing the interviews. I have no problem with that. What I'm saying is the actual drills itself, I see no point in them. You're just throwing. I think it'd be fun. Fun? Yeah. Fun? It's like going out in the backyard hey, and Hey, number six, I don't know who you are, but I want you to run around these cones, and that's going to prove to me that you, be- about the that you belong in a first-round pick. Oh, hey, big yourselves. man. Hey, big man, run run this 40-yard dash because you're an O-lineman. Hey, it's, it's really going to matter. That dude the- running yesterday is trending everywhere. They love seeing that. That's what I'm saying. He's probably Tom Brady get- ran it yesterday. Did you see that was trending? He ran it faster at 46 than he did at 21. That was trending. People That's like a- that stuff. It's fun. It's pointless. pointless. Would you go out and try it? No. Why? It's pointless. You want to see what kind of athlete you are? I already know what kind of athlete I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be fun. I've never ran the 40. I think it'd be cool. You remember that uh, that model, Emily Ratajkowski? Why are we talking about models again? Um, Marcus has a shot. Well, she had posted like back in September about what she's looking for in a in a new partner, <laughs> and I reached out to her, you know, oh uh, see if she. I'm thinking I need to put out my like uh, resume to some of these models out there. See if any of them have any interest in a part time sports radio guy. A, Marcus, no. What? No. What do you mean no? You're not gonna put out a resume. You're not going to put out a dating resume to the anybody. To these models? I think I should. You are not. What do you mean I'm not? I have to protect this show, and this involves now, protecting Now I think you. I'm going to do it. Now I, I feel like you've told me I shouldn't, and now I feel like I want to. Or no, you didn't say I shouldn't. Shoot your shot, man. And You're saying say? I Shoot can't. Shoot your shot. Go for it, Marcus. I'm here for it. You don't think that uh, a model would want any of this, the left lieutenant of love? Marcus, I love you, but no. Well, I don't want to send you the resume. I would not accept it. Well, good. I don't want to write a recommendation for him. Yeah, no. I gotta get your recommendation. <laughs> Absolutely Jack. not. Jack, will you write a oh, recommendation for, sure. for me? Okay, I cool. What are you doing to yourself, man? Don't do that. I don't what think those guys. A, what would you write about Marcus? Yeah, soft-spoken. Just all the knowledge I, he's dropped I, on this. On I, this I never get into show. arguments. I could send links <laughs> to the show. His hot takes or something else. You don't get into arguments, Marcus. No, I never argue. What guys are knows how to up with knows the how to resume? cook? Yeah, Did you hear to, that yep. pizza you made? Yeah, I know how to cook. Knows how to cook. 
Yeah, you can give her all the different pizzas. Oh, I mean, it's not just pizza I know how to make, too. <laughs> I can make uh, pretty good uh, pretty good breakfast Some soup. soup. Yeah. Yep, oh. you're on it. There it is. You're on it. There it is. I'm writing my resume tonight. It's happening. That is Mark the Tape with Marcus Young. Uh, just Yes, it's presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer because you're going to need it after that. That was awful. That was downright awful. Dating. I'm going to start now, actually. Resume. Do you like puppies? Looks like she likes puppies. I, I do like, uh, yeah. I'm, you I'm a, you're I an animal like guy. Animals. Yeah, yes. yeah okay. I like animals. You like, well, you don't like the beach. That could be a problem. You're, you're. Well, Pros and I'd cons be, could I'd be, be an issue. well, that's fair. I'm not a beach guy, but you know, if I had to for her, I'd you know, that's that's compromise. She's probably going to nice beaches. Exactly that are not crowded. She you probably like knows the two beaches that yeah. you know about. So <laughs> she's probably in beaches in Spain and and Greece and. <laughs> oh yeah, those beaches are probably nicer. Yes. Yeah, good point. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, you know, it's you all like, about. Compromise. Do you like boats? She's probably been on a yacht or two. Uh. You boat, you a water I, guy? I don't think I've actually been on a boat before. Now that I think well, about it. Well, we can change that real quick. <laughs> no, I've been on one boat. I've been on one boat. I went fishing once. Nice. Didn't go well. There was nothing. There was just nothing in that lake. It was insane. <laughs> or was it a river? I don't know where we were. It was a body of water. A body of water. There's no fish around to be seen. It was crazy. That is Mark the Tape with Marcus Young, presented by White Claw Hard Seltzer, because you're going to need some White Claw Hard Seltzer after listening to the last five minutes of that conversation. Must be 21 and older. Please drink responsibly. Pick up at your local retailer. Stay with us. The magic or unmagical moment of the show coming up next. It's time to fill out the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker. When we return, stay with us. Final segment of the program coming up right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you ready to flash that dazzling smile? Well, Final segment of the program. It is time to fill out the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker. We will reset at the end of the show. Actually, we'll reset right now because the month is over. The month is over. We have our records from last month. Jack, I beat you by one. Mm, hurts. My record, 53-36-1. Jack, 52-37-1. Brett, 46-42-2. Marcus, officially 20-30. and 30. I'm not counting the parlays. I can't do that. That'd be way too confusing. Fair. Let's kick things off. It is time for Brett's Bad Beats. Brett! Uh, can't really call him Bad Beats anymore. He's got a winning record now. Yeah, uh, tonight's kind of tough but, uh, today. I went with uh, somehow Boston is like 11, 10-point favorites over Dallas. That seems strange. So I'm taking Dallas plus 10 tonight. Uh, Raptors plus 3.5 tonight versus Golden State. I got two soccer teams. I got Bayern Munich and PSG to win, money line. And then I got Luke having a big night against Boston over 31 and a half points. Marcus. Strength. Willing to compromise. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, I have to look now because I haven't done anything. I was building my resume. I was going to say that wasn't a strength, though. Willing to compromise? Yeah, I don't. 
I'm willing to I've been trying to get on my to side with bank LeBron. Bank oh, yeah, she can have her own bank account. I, I don't need her money. <laughs> uh, I think that's I think it's an important relationship to have two different <laughs> bank accounts. You're the trophy husband. Oh, yeah, of course I am. <laughs> uh, I am willing to compromise. How dare you? Uh, let me do some research. I'll get back to you. You literally just skipped your part to do that. I didn't know. He was, they were enticing me into conversation. I haven't, I got to look real quick. Jack, please get the segment back on track. All right. I got the Timberwolves at home tonight. Minus six and a half against the Kings. I got over on Porzingis points. It's a rivalry, or not rivalry, uh, revenge game for him. Um, I also got over 21 and a half, Carl Anthony Towns on points. Over 16 and a half for CJ McCollum. Um, and then I'm going under 22 and a half for DeMar DeRozan. This is just reverse psychology, so he goes off tonight. All right, Marcus, what you got? I'm still working on it, but I'm, I'm... You know what? You're going 0-0 to start the month. Oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on What's it. What's your take? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. All right. This weekend, the Pennzoil 400, I'm taking Kyle Larson to finish top three. That's at plus 125. That seems like easy money for me right now. We're also going to take a few games today. We're going to take Dayton minus one against Loyola Chicago. Cornell minus four against UPenn. The Charlotte Hornets going to take them plus 11 tonight against the Philadelphia 76ers. And we're going to take the Milwaukee Bucks at minus four against the ailing Chicago Bulls tonight. Marcus, do you have anything for me? Uh, I'm, yeah. Yeah. So I've got, uh, so we're, all right, here we got Harvard, uh, money line over Brown. I, I like that one. Uh, I think that's a pretty good one to go for. Uh, I, I'm, I shouldn't go for this one, but I'm still trying to believe in them. We are Marshall. Let's try this again. Uh, Marshall money line over Georgia state. That game, I think was like a two two point. Is that what it is? Oh, three and a half. So that's pretty close. I like that. Um, <laughs> then I'm looking towards uh, Kennesaw State over Queens, I believe, North Carolina. Uh, Kennesaw State feels like a, a good pick. You know what I mean, guys? You with me on this one? Okay, cool. Uh, then I'm also looking at, I think it was Dayton's playing tonight, too. Dayton over Loyola, Chicago. Uh, I like them winning that one. Yes. I'm going to take the spread on Dayton, which is only at one and a half right now, which is kind of crazy. See, I got it at one. So if they only win by one, I get a push. Congratulations. And then finally at number five, uh, I feel like I should throw a, a random one out there. Should I Should I throw one that doesn't make any sense to ruin this whole thing? Anyone? Anyone? Go it's ahead, It's like Marcus. throwing money away. Go ahead. I'm going to go with – I'm scrolling through to see which one speaks to me the most. It's like paying most. $30 for extra truffle oil. Makes no sense. I'm going to go with uh, Bowling Green over Ohio. It's a seven-and-a-half-point spread, but I, I think Bowling Green is – you know, people don't think about them as much. They're 17-1, playing Ohio, 16-12. and 12. I, I, I'm going to go money line with Bowling Green. Why not? Sure. That is the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker presented by SM Athletics. Any customization you need done for your travel ball team, whether that be basketball or baseball, SM Athletics has you covered completely custom jerseys. Sublimation gang, 
is the best in the business. Completely custom. You can throw anything on a jersey that you want at no additional charge. Feel free to contact SM Athletics today on Facebook or simply give a call to 865-966-3434 and we will make it happen down at SM Athletics. 10625 Checkerboard Lane and online at smathletics.com. I'm so perplexed. Marcus, are you paying for this dating app? What dating app? Oh, he's writing his resume right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm writing up my resume. So he's got word and I'm going to email it. Or something. I'm going to email it. He had to pay for the template. Oh. There's no template. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just putting together the basics right now, and then I'll, I'll write it up like a real work resume, and then <laughs> uh, send it to her talent agency, I guess. The cover. Are sheet? you being truthful on it? I think so. Okay. I don't even know. I put that I'm not the biggest fan of beaches on there. That's pretty truthful. That's good. Yeah. I also mentioned I haven't traveled as much. That's a weakness of what mine. What if she thinks LeBron's the GOAT or Mahomes is the GOAT? Is that a you turn? You think she's is a that... sports fan? Could be. You might have to put that on there. Maybe she likes going to sporting events. I don't know if she's – I don't know. What if she thinks cereal isn't a soup? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be part of, like, the questionnaire kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know – Fun facts about me. That'll be make or break. I know. I think that cereal is a soup. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I think I think we can make this work. I think even if she doesn't think that cereal is a soup, I think I can make it work. Do you think she wow. thinks Tennessee That's is going to be? It's compromise. That's it's, big. Yeah, it's compromise. Do you think she thinks Tennessee is going to win tomorrow night? If I asked her straight up, I would say she probably thinks that it's going to be a close game. Okay. Um, Does Marcus think? Oh, me. We um, win. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think Tennessee, they're going to have to lock in defensively because yes. this is a very high-powered offense of late. Mm-hmm. But that was the month of February. Now it's March. So lock in. Keep. Do you have a score? Do you have a score? Yeah. Because you said they're going to get to 70 I think. I think I, I'm going to stand by the thing. I, I think so they're under gonna, 80. They're definitely getting under 80. I think Tennessee is going to score – 89. Oh. Alabama, 73. Wow. Convincing. 89-73. 89-73. Mark Gosh. that. A 16-point win. Yeah. Mark it. Connect gets 30? 25? 25 and like 8? 28. 28. That's a good number. It's about what he's averaging, right, in conference? That's what he's averaging. Uh, or that was that other stat you That said. was per 40 minutes played. Yeah. Let me Brett, open, let me wow, that up. is. I'm going to open up another notes app so I can write this score down so I can remember. That's 89 cool. 73. Wow, that's a, that's a dominant say, win, right? Jack, there. you have a new job. Right. Remember or write down our score predictions. score predictions. Go ahead and start with Marcus. Brett, how are you feeling about this game? What do you think your score prediction is going to be? I've always felt like I was the most confident in this room. Obviously, Marcus doesn't speak the way I speak. When Marcus, I would have never guessed, would have gone that number. 89-73. Well, I, you know, I thought it was going to be – I thought he was going to say 78-73. Something I'm, like that. I'm feeling a lot of confidence. You said it was going to be hard fought. Yeah, but I think they're going to pull it out in a second like we did yesterday. I just have a lot of confidence right now. I, I don't know what's caused that. but What uh, is the over – what was the over – over under on the points total for the game? What was that number? Was for this like, weekend? Yeah, for – yeah, what was the number? Do you remember what it was? Uh, they've not released it yet. Oh, there isn't an over? No. I mean, the other be day, like 170, right, or something. You would, you would think, think because I mean, they're scoring 90 a game. We're scoring 
82, you said? I mean, the over-under for the other night was like 155 and a half and went, went well over. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't have it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, we have the best player. Uh, Adu had a good game. They're they're limited inside. I mean, we did good run them off the line. They only made four threes. They're going to – I feel like they're going to hit somewhere, you got to think, nine to ten threes, eleven threes. So, that's obviously more points. I think we're going to have to win a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be up and down. It's going to be fun. Um, I got Tennessee winning, I'm going to say, 86-81 as my number I've got in my head. That's where I think the game's going to be. Um, you know, I think those three guys are going to carry you. I think Zakai's going to have a good night. Um and I think it do is going to have a good night, and Connect's going to do what Connect does. Uh, they don't have anybody that can can guard. Nobody can guard him <laughs> in this league. Um, so um, hopefully he's got something left in the tank. I mean, he exerted exerted himself to carry us to victory the other night. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I'm I I feel good, um, and I think this is just another step towards a one seed and SEC regular season championship. Jack. I'm going to unfortunately lower the expectations in the room and say Bama wins by the same score we won on Wednesday, uh, 92 to 84. I I think, Brett, you're you're spitting on most of these things. Like, we match up well against them. We clearly Mm -hmm. dominated them uh, here at Thompson Bowling, but I don't, it's just that road environment. We haven't lost in a while. I just feel like. Feel a little skittish. Yeah, it's just, we. It's just the Tennessee way, like, something bad's going to happen. You know, like, I think we match up well against A&M, and clearly yeah. we showed that at home, but on the road sometimes yeah. we just have that's these true. performances. Lulls, yeah. and But we also went to Kentucky. And that's and true. And blasted them. That's true. <laughs> you know, we're, so. we're a weird team, um, but I'm just going to – I'm going to lower the expectations and say we lose. I'm going to give you another hot take here. Okay. All right. They've obviously got Mark Sears. Yeah, good player. He's a fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Tennessee's going to put Jemai Meshack on him because look at what he did with Brandon Miller last year. Jemai Meshack handled Brandon Miller, led Tennessee to a win. They don't have Brandon Miller this year. But Scott Mark Sears is not bad, though. Jemai Meshack is going to guard him. Dalton Connect is going to go for 33. <laughs> Tennessee's going to win 90-89 to 89 in overtime. The person that scares me too for them is Grant Nelson, big dude, six foot ten. He'll go up and get you a rebound. He fouled out. He's a good shooter, so he's he's going to obviously probably. He's well, I say he's a good shooter. Now I look at it, he shoots twenty seven percent from three. I feel like he takes a lot for some reason. I feel like their whole team does. He's obviously their weakest one because their other four of their five guys shoot over thirty five percent from three. Two of them are in the forties. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's the key. I mean, how many threes are they going to knock down on Saturday? They're not hitting. They're not scoring because they don't have an inside threat. If Alabama shoots better than 40% from three, Alabama's going to win. Four of 21. How many do you think they're going to hit, like, realistically? They're not going to go four for 21. No. I think double digits could be. I mean, is there a number we have to hold them to? You need need to get them under 40%. Really under 30%. Like, you got to hold them to, like, you can't get to 10 threes or something. Because they're going to put up probably 30, 35 threes if they they can. I mean, so. I think, like you said, if they run them off the line, that could think, be the yeah. winning formula. Everybody yeah, absolutely. Better. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Marcus. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'll let you know how the resume goes. Still working <laughs> on it. Got some fun facts written down. Go, already. Alfredo. Huh? <laughs> Alfredo races this weekend. I'm surprised he wasn't in your oh. picks. He finished top 10 in Atlanta. Oh, sorry, I've just been focused on the resume. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Jake.
Thank you, Brett. Uh, thank you, Jake. Let's go whip Alabama's ass. The herd with Colin Cowherd. Forty thousand. Coming up next. <laughs> yes. Right here on Fan Run Radio. <laughs> been the coach who realized the team's gear just wasn't up